slow news day. Let's talk about Bernie Sanders mittens. Bernie Sanders mittens, man. I'll tell you what, the Bernie Sanders mittens memes were the best thing to come out of the Joe Biden administration so far. Uh, Bernie Sanders, if you miss it, he was sitting at the um, he was sitting at the inauguration and he had these big handmade like you know like the kind your aunt sophie knits you and sends you for christmas every year and he's sitting there in his big coat with his big mittens and just looks totally uninterested <laughs> with life in fact one of the best memes i saw was that picture of bernie Sanders, and he's all alone for whatever reason he's i guess socially distanced but he's in a white folding chair at the capitol nobody around him just him and his big big old grandma mittens and uh, and not gloves i want to point out not gloves no. but mittens because he he's He's from Vermont. He looked so unimpressed with everything. And I saw I saw one meme where they had that picture and someone just wrote, this could have been an email. <laughs> Which I thought was real. But they've been putting him, they've put him with Forrest Gump. I've seen him with the Real Housewives of Orange County. He's everywhere now. And that, again, is one. Of, and I, I did see a big article. Fashion was a big deal yesterday at the inauguration. You may remember at the inauguration of Donald Trump, the biggest stories were all of the Congress people who vowed that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president and therefore boycotted. Double digit, by the way, Congress people boycotted Donald Trump's inauguration. All of the stories were about how few people were there, how minuscule the crowd was, how there were Antifa people running around breaking windows and burning cars because the whole country. He hated Donald Trump and didn't think that he was a legitimate president. And the fact that nobody came out to the Washington Mall to see him just proved it. And it was. And what's where's Hillary Clinton and how can she sit there? And oh, my gosh, the poor woman. Those were all the stories four years ago. Yesterday, the stories were about Bernie Sanders mittens and uh, oh, and Kamala Harris wearing purple. And what else? Oh, Jill Biden's mask, which, by the way, tell me if this is appropriate in the middle of a pandemic. When people are out of work and they're begging for jobs, should you wear a $100 mask on your face? Because that's what Jill Biden's mask cost. And I know that because the Internet told me and they never lie. Um, and I, so I thought and I'm sure that a lot of people went out and bought the Jill Biden mask. I'm sure a lot of people went and bought the purple pantsuit that Kamala Harris was wearing. I'm sure people are ordering Bernie Sanders mittens left, right and center because they all want to they all want a piece of that. Um, but that was that was it. That was all the stories we got yesterday was how great everyone was dressed and how nice and happy everyone looked. Well, everyone except for the Antifa rioters in in, uh, in Seattle last night. And in Portland, who, even though they now have their man in the White House, aren't, they're still not happy. There they are in the street. They're banging on drums. They're banging on They're banging on, on trash cans. They're screaming and yelling. They broke the windows of the very first Starbucks restaurant. They're burning flags, American flags. They're burning Biden-Harris flags. And you have to ask yourself, why are these people not happy? And the question is, and the answer is because they just hate everybody. And it's not just the Antifa people in the street wearing the black masks. It's the Antifa people in Hollywood, too. Uh, Macklemore, for example. I don't know if you remember Macklemore. There was a really popular song years ago called Thrift Shop. And Macklemore is this white dude from Seattle, much like most Antifa people. He's a white dude from Seattle. And he just hates everybody. And he got filthy rich off this song about a thrift shop, which is iron ironic. And now he's uh, he's been kind of like, I don't know what he's been doing for the past couple of years. But now that Donald Trump is out of office, he wrote what I guess you would call a diss track. They call it a diss track. That's when you, that's when you record a track and all it is is to diss somebody. And to me, it shows a lot of bravery to wait until the guy's out of office to release your diss track, to wait till the guy's on the plane flying to Florida. And you're like, is he gone? He's gone. All right. He can't hurt me anymore. All right. 
Here's why you're horrible, Donald Trump. Uh, 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 but not only this is the interesting thing, because, again, these people, they hate everybody. So not only is it a diss track of Donald Trump, but it's a diss track of Republicans, Democrats and Joe Biden. Listen to this. Are you high five and MAGA white boys drinking white cloths? Care about your taxes more than human rights. Sign off. You know mask wear Big truck driving. Blue lives matter. Talking shit. Yeah, okay. So he's saying you MAGA wearing white claw drinking, which I'm going to be honest with you. I've been to a lot of Donald Trump rallies. I've never seen a guy in a MAGA hat wearing a white claw, but that could I'm not saying that's bad. I don't want that libertarian guy to call me back and say, you know, I'm a libertarian and men can drink white claws. It's totally acceptable. Um, and that's not what I'm implying. But, you know, it, it, this is the stereotype. He's now attacking the Donald Trump crowd, the Donald Trump voters and the president himself. Now that the president's out of office. Stand it. Once the white folks went and shot it, the patriots. No, those are terrorists, Brian. And all you liberals out there being silent while black people dying at the hands of police violence. They care more about animal rights and recycling and bicycling and the climate and toothpaste with iron. All right. So now he's like, OK, wait a minute, Democrats, before you think you're safe, you're out there. You care more about the environment and animals and what kind of toothpaste you're putting in your mouth than you do about black people getting killed by cops. So you're so he's hate he hates Donald Trump. He hates MAGA uh, nation. He hates Republicans. He hates good old boys who drive trucks. He hates Democrats. He hates the people who care about the environment and the animals. And he hates Joe Biden next. You two are complicit. You two getting brought up. Give it to you pro bono. You two are the problem. You two are the problem, Democrats. I'm right there with you. Silence on all us. Comfy in my privilege life. Should I risk all this? Yes. And if you think I care to lose you as a fan, peace out, bitch. You know exactly where I stand. Trump's over. Yeah. He lost. He lost. Social media kicked him off. He gone. Right. And then he goes into the, this is the chorus, by the way, or the hook, as they call it. So he's like, look, I'm right there with you. So not only does he hate MAGA, not only does he hate Yeah, not only does he hate Donald Trump, but he hates Democrats and he hates himself. And you just you can't reason with people like that. This is right. This is his dig on Biden. Listen to this. It's like Trump is just a symptom that we ain't free from. The stole white supremacy that he would feed us. We celebrating, but to think a new air's begun. Still half the country feels the same way that he does. So what the f- are we gonna do now? Biden, my dog, but he close to getting put down. Biden, my dog, but he's close to getting put down. These these are the people that are so far on the left that they hate everything and everybody. They hate Donald Trump. They hate white supremacy. They hate MAGA supporters. They hate Republicans. They hate liberals. They hate environmentalists. They hate animal rights activists. They hate people who don't want to put iron in their toothpaste. And they hate Joe Biden because he's another old white man who's about to be put down. And most importantly, he hates himself. I'm white there with you, he says. And I, am I afraid? Am I going to risk everything in my life? You can't. If somebody hates everything, including themselves and their accomplishments, you can't. You can't rationally negotiate with them. You you can't make. They're never going to like anything. We all know people like that. No matter how good it is, no matter how great things are, no matter how cheery things are, these people will just find something, anything to glom onto and to hate. And we knew it. We knew it all the time. But now I think you're starting to see. Uh, that it, that the media and the press and and the Democrats themselves 
may have may have realized they lay down with uh, <laughs> they lay down with some dogs of their their own, and they're starting to get some fleas. Eight five five seven six five. Uh, 104.5. Quick break. We'll get to some phone calls here in just a minute. We have an all-inauguration version of What the Bleep coming up to, which is amazing. I'm so excited for that. Uh, stay tuned. More of the Marque Show next. This is the, Mar- <laughs> the Marque Show. 855-765-1045. By the way, if you watch on the stream, you get extra added benefits to the show. Like, you get to listen to Josh and I do um, trivia for a TV show that neither one of us has ever seen an episode of. No, and we um, also can't say it on air. Can't say it because it's got Better a word. Better Cumberbatch. It's got, it's, got, <laughs> it's got a wordy dirt in the title, but it's very popular, apparently. Did anyone get those questions at your trivia? Where do you do trivia again? Uh, at Colhane's Irish Pub On Wednesday night. At 7.30. All right, Hannah hosts trivia. Yeah. And last night she tri- hosted trivia for the Naughty Word Creek show it's the one with dan levy in it right and so uh and so do people actually get these questions right yeah we had a team finish with like 79 points last night which means they only missed like two questions i have one point right now josh how many points did you have Zero. Zero. Okay, good. Just double checking. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. We do have, coming up here in just a minute, we do have some all-inaugural what the bleep. So if you watched any of the inauguration, I know a lot of people boycotted. I know a lot of people didn't didn't want to stomach it. Um, but I know a lot of people just couldn't escape it because it was on in the background at work, like, you know. Like here. Um, so we're going to we're going to do that in just a minute. We have a Marques show prize pack that we can give you. But first, we're going to get to just a couple more phone calls here. DJ's in Ohio. Hi, DJ. How are you? Hey, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to um, ask a quick question and then unveil a brand new joke I just made up. Oh, great. All right. So you want to do the question first or the joke first? Uh, I'll do the question first. All right. Um, good. OK, that's a good idea. Just in case the joke's inappropriate, and we have to cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's not inappropriate, but uh Whatever happened to Sydney Powell? Because in her last interview, uh, she said that the 20th didn't matter to her, that she could overthrow the presidency with what she has, and she's facing that $1.36 billion lawsuit. Um, do you think anything will ever come out of that? Look, and then, uh, yeah, let me answer your question quickly first, and then we'll get to the joke. Uh, Sidney okay. Powell and Lynn Wood and a bunch of other uh, you know, Trump allies and legal minds and things like that were thrown off of Twitter before Donald Trump ever was. They're being sued by Dominion um, voting systems because for defamation. Uh, we talked about the MyPillow guy the other day. They're going after him as well because he started to talk about you know some of the legal challenges that they were making to the election. As far as I know, they're still actively you know seeking out courts that will hear their cases. They're still actively um, you know working on on gathering evidence. I know that they've had to move to other platforms i don't want to mention them because i don't want them shut down but uh but i you know we i have a good friend one of my wife's friends she's really into like she follows everything and she keeps me uh, pretty pretty abreast of the situation so they're out there working they're they believe they have something and also this dominion lawsuit that that they filed it's like a 1.5 billion dollar defamation suit against city powell uh, she seems to be really excited about it because she'll be able to file all kinds of information and make public all kinds of information in court records that she wasn't able to beforehand so who knows maybe that's part of the stratagem i don't know what was your joke <laughs> okay what's the difference between uh biden's election win and biden's merchandise what's the difference between mm-hmm. biden's election win and biden's merchandise what right nothing because nobody's buying it <laughs> i like it I, th- I thought there was a made in china joke there for sure but i was, I was like, oh, DJ, dude. <laughs> 
Thanks so much for calling. We appreciate we appreciate and thanks for keeping it. Thanks for keeping it clean. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045 is our number. Let's go to Jim in Jacksonville. Hey Jim, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Mark? Good. What's up? Well, first of all, let me say I'm a first-time caller. Oh, okay. Well, we appreciate All right, we appreciate that so far. Depending on what you said um, next. Um, I was born and raised in Seattle, yeah, and I left there, and I left there in 2008, and I haven't been back. Um, so it was awesome growing up there, and I can't believe the condition of the city now. But um, my uh, question is, I can't understand why all of the country judicial system um, and the the uh, congressmen and senators have turned their back against Trump when he was doing such an awesome job. Yeah, it, it, that's, it's a very, very simple answer. It's because they were there first and they are part of the swamp and they are professional politicians. And you have to realize this is one of the best. And Jim, thank you for reminding me to bring this up. You are you are 100 percent right. The people that are in Washington, D.C. that were there before Donald Trump, they're not they're not of Donald Trump. Uh, they're not supported by the same people who supported the president. These are people who are career politicians. They Mitch McConnell's been there forever. Lindsey Graham's been there forever. Their job and their not even their job, but their gut instinct, their you know, their their reflex is to follow the wind whichever way it blows. And before Donald Trump got to town, they tried to do their best to remain conservative while still not causing too many waves with the Obama administration. Then when Obama, they, you know, they thought Hillary Clinton was going to be in just like everybody else did for eight years. So they didn't want to be they didn't want to disturb, you know, the stuff, so to speak. Then Donald Trump came in. And they had no choice but to jump on the Trump train. And then Donald Trump left and they had no choice but to jump off the Trump train. And you know what happens when you jump off a moving train? You get bruised. You get bloodied. You break something usually. And everybody looks at you and goes, you just jumped off a train. What are you, an idiot? 855-765-1045. That's exactly what's happening to a lot of these people in Washington, D.C., right now all right so it's time for our all inauguration edition of what the bleep we need two contestants 855-765-1045 or star star 1045 either one of those numbers will get you through two contestants we'll do it next on 104.5 wokv is the mark k show well congratulations united states of america we are now in the biden administration where it's the world first and then american second or even third i would say even third um, I think it's like first, first it's China, then the world, then America. Um, but you know what? I'll have to get back. You'll have to check with my Washington D.C. sources and uh, and get back. If we were able to ask the president any questions at his press conferences, we'd be able to ask him that. Which order is the United States of America? Is it first, second, or third, um, or even lower? But we're not allowed to ask any questions unless, of course, uh, they regard they're in regard to ice cream flavors. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. May we do it that way? Maybe we say, Mr. Biden, if China, the United States and the rest of the world were ice cream flavors, which one would be your favorite and which one would be your least favorite? That's maybe the way we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to talk from now on to get information from uh, from Joe Biden. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, four, five. All right. It is time for what the bleep. Yay. That's very exciting. I know I'm uh, I know I'm very excited. We're going to meet our. Oh, hold on. We're going to start the music. There we go. And now we're going to uh, meet our contestants. 
Our first contestant today for What the Bleep is Tony in Jacksonville. Tony, good morning. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Oh, doing great. You ready to play some What the Bleep? I'm ready. I can't believe I got through. I can't either. <laughs> I can't either. It's a miracle. You're going to be you're, playing. You're against... the man. Oh, you. No, no. I appreciate it. Tony, you the man. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be playing with Barb. In... We're going to be playing with Barb in Florida. Barb, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh. Hey, Tony. <laughs> hey, hey, Barb, how are you? Where Where in Florida yeah. are you? Port Charlotte. Oh, nice. Okay, this is looking. Yeah, not you a, got this one is a, on the one end and one on the other. It's not a dating service here, folks. We're not like you know. This is not. This, <laughs> this is not bleep date. This is okay. Uh, thank you. No, you oh, guys. I thought I called Instagram. Uh, dead. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are getting along so well. All right, here's how this game works. Really quickly, we're going to play you a quote. Now, this is going to be a clip from yesterday's inauguration ceremony or something that happened yesterday on inauguration day. All you have to do is tell us what the word is that we bleep. We only bleep one word. So if you tell us the correct word, you get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the day uh, wins a date with the other person. Just kidding. You win a Marque Show prize pack. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay, good. All right. I didn't watch the thing, though, because I was afraid I was going to puke. No, I, no, I, oh, I, I, I understand. I didn't that. either. I didn't either. Oh, good. Well, this will be a fun one. Uh, all right, Tony, yeah. we're going we're gonna to start with you, okay? All right. All right, listen carefully. This is uh, President Joe Biden after the inauguration, um, and he's addressing his White House executive branch staff. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will f you on the spot. <laughs> fire, fire you. On the spot. Fire you. Okay, well, hold on, hold on fire. Tony. What was it? Fire, fire, fire. 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 You think he said fire you on the spot? He did. All right, let's see. I if you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. Uh, bravo. On the spot. On the spot. Nicely done, Tony. You're on, on the, the on the spot. You're on the you're on the board with a point. <laughs> uh Barb, are you ready? I'm ready. I thought we were just supposed to blurt it out, but I guess <laughs> No no no, we're gonna <laughs> Tony has stole my answer. <laughs> Technically, you gave it to him. All right, there we go, Barb. But this is just for you. Tony, you be quiet. This is just Barb's turn, okay? Nobody blurt anything out. All right, here we go. Here we go, Barb. This is uh, Vice President Kamala Harris yesterday uh, in the Senate uh, because she's now the president of the Senate. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. Here we go. The chair lays before the Senate two certificates of election for the state of Georgia and a certificate of appointment to fill the vacancy created by the resignation of... Senator Kamala D. Harris of California. <laughs> what? what, what? Uh, I'd like to say what I'd no, like to don't, say. Don't, but don't say what you'd like to say. Say what it no, actually is. No, no. I think she said Democratic, but I'm not sure because I really don't watch much of those Yeah, no, Democratic. All right, let's see what she actually said. Here we go. And a certificate of appointment to fill the vacancy created by the resignation of former former senator it was, Kamala D. Harris of California. Former <laughs> okay, bang. Yeah, and then she had that cackly laugh that she has. All right, that's okay, Barb. It's still a, the game's okay. still young. The game's still young. All right, uh, are you ready, Tony? I am. All right, here's your next one. This is uh, the President Biden during his inauguration speech. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. This is America's d <laughs> This is democracy's d <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the bleep? Tell me to help me out, Barbara. No, no, no. She's not going to help me out. She's, oh, she's God, not going to blurt it out. What do you think, Tony? 
Play it one more time. Play it one more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I was going to say that, too. No, no, all right. Here we go. Listen carefully. This is America's d This is democracy's d Now, it's two bleeps, but it's just one word. It's the same word bleeps okay. twice. I kind of have an idea, but it's Tony's turn, so he's going to go. Let's let Tony go. So he's <laughs> what do you think, Tony? I think he said democracy. You think he said it's democracy's democracy? Yeah. All right, let's take a listen. This is America's day. Oh, it's day. This is democracy's day. This is democracy's democracy. <laughs> well, it isn't like he's ever repeated himself well, 15 <laughs> times. <laughs> All right, he's got a point for that. All right. Uh, still, still one nothing, Barb. You can tie it up with this one. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. All right, listen carefully. This is uh, President Biden yesterday during his inauguration. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. We face an attack on our democracy and on truth. A virus, growing inequity, a sting <laughs> of systemic racism, a climate in crisis. Yeah, what do you think? Wow. <laughs> Oh, blank virus. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, listen one more. I'll play that part one more time. Listen carefully. Okay. We face an attack on our democracy and on truth. A <laughs> virus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wuhan virus. Democracy. Oh, oh, I'd say yeah. Just throw a democracy. That always works. Uh, <laughs> what did you say, Wuhan, Barb? Yeah. Oh, let's see. go with that. All right. Let's see what happens. We face an attack on our democracy and on truth. A raging virus. A raging virus. Yeah. A raging. Growing. Yeah, growing dis discontent. Oh, wow. yeah, that's all right. It's okay. Tony, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, you can take a commanding lead here, Tony. Listen carefully. Like this it. is this is uh, Kamala Harris. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Joe Biden yesterday. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. And I promise you, I will fight as hard for those who did not me as for those who did. <laughs> Vote. <laughs> what, what, what was it? Vote. Vote. You're, you sure? Listen one more time, just because it makes I, me laugh. And I promise you, I will fight as hard for those who did not f me as for those who did. You think? You think it's vote? Uh, yeah, I, it's not what I want to say, but I think it's vote. All right, let's take a listen. And I promise you, I will fight as hard for those who did not support me oh. as for those who ah. did. Close. It was support. It was support, which means, which means, Barb, you could tie it up with this one. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Democracy. Okay. Uh, listen carefully. This is Kamala Harris yesterday, I believe, during her speech uh, on Inauguration Day. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. We are undaunted in our belief that we shall overcome, that we will up. <laughs> I'm undaunted, I'm undaunted in the same word. word. Yeah. No, don't, don't say yeah. what you think it is. Okay. Say what it actually one is. More time, one more time. Yeah, one more time. Listen carefully. Here we yeah. go. We are undaunted in our belief that we shall overcome, that we will up. <laughs> we will show up. We will show up. Hmm, let's see. We are undaunted in our belief that we shall overcome, that we will rise up. Rise up. <laughs> wow, that's a bummer. Which means, uh, oh, wow. with a, a, I mean, just a, a pummeling score of one to nothing. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Tony, ding, congratulations. Ding, ding. Uh, you're our big winner today, Tony.
Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you were. Thank you. We appreciate it. Is there a uh, ghost in there? Every, everyone, hang on. Everyone, hey, listen, we uh, we got one more break here today. We can squeeze in a few more phone calls. Uh, stay tuned. More of the Marquee shows coming up. We'll be right back. This is the Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. And we're going to squeeze in just a couple more phone calls here uh, before we get out of here. Drew's in Denver, Colorado. Drew, how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, doing great, man. Thanks so much for holding. Uh, what's up, Drew? What do you want to say today? Well, mother of dragons, bro. I was at Denver at the Capitol building. And uh, the first I came in early. Yeah. First thing I did is talk to some proclaimed atheists. I'm sorry, uh, Satanist, straight up. You did hold um, on. You went to the Denver Capitol building and did what? Well, I went. I went to go check it out, you know, and do my thing. Uh, and there were some Satanists there, and eventually they burned the flag after a police report got got. Just in case, I'm gonna do it again, just in case. You got it, okay? It's just, we never know. We never know when this thing works. Um, anyway, so apparently he was at the Denver Capitol yesterday, and there were some. There was a scuffle. There was an altercation. We were warned. Do you not remember this? We were warned that all 50 states were put on high alert. That Capitol buildings in all 50 states were going to see some kind of disruptive activity. Now, here's the interesting thing. The disruptive activity was supposed to come from the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys and the white supremacists and the MAGA voters and the conservatives and the Republicans and the GOP and the red states and whatever else you do that. For example, all of the tr- the 24,000 troops that they put in front of Joe Biden's inauguration, they were there to protect the Capitol from from MAGA nation. And they issued a certain, uh, you know, a similar APB to all of the capitals around in a, like Tallahassee here in Florida, for example, and, uh, and, you know, Austin, Texas, apparently Denver, Colorado, all these places. And now, uh, we're starting to get rid, we're starting to get, um, you know, reports that there were disturbances in some places, nowhere near as many as they were, we were told. And the only people that I've heard attacking Capitol buildings or attacking buildings or burning flags and, and Drew from Denver can, uh, you know, can uh, can reiterate that are Antifa or I guess in this case, it was self-proclaimed Satanists who apparently are are unhappy with Joe Biden's election as well. I mean, man, it doesn't take much to make a Satanist unhappy, but I'm just saying. So that's where uh, that's where we are today. The all of the riots in all the capitals around the country that were supposed to happen didn't happen. You know, the, the Trump supporters didn't go out and try to break stuff or tear things down or burn things. There were, however, in Seattle and Portland and Denver, apparently, um, some instances of violence that Antifa and Antifa supporters uh, got into. So we'll see. We'll see. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. This is John in St. Augustine. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, how you doing this morning, Mark? Oh, doing great, John. Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. What's up, man? What did you want to say? Yeah, yeah, I've talked to you a couple times. Um, you were talking earlier about the song. About what's, oh, about the Macklemore song? Yeah. Yeah, about how he hates everybody, including Joe Biden and Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah, everybody and, and himself. <laughs> uh, what about it? Are you Did you did you like it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, no. Oh, well, okay. whatever. <laughs> um I have another good song for you to listen to. Okay. Um, I don't know if you listen to country music or whatever, but it's uh, 
Brothers Osborne. I'm not trying to promote anybody here, but uh, it's Brothers Osborne. It, it, it ain't my fault. And um, it has all the presidents, and, it, and Donald Trump is out in front. It, it is funny. Oh, okay. okay. And you're... And you're a funny guy. So well, no, I, I figured you'd like it. Well, yeah. John, like if you think I'm funny, then this song must also be hilarious because you're a great judge. Oh, you're gonna love it. Okay. You're gonna love it. Brother, it's the video that's, that does it for the, you. The video. All right, brothers, Osborne, not my fault. All right, hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Now, see, here's Josh is answering the phone today, and he threw me off because he wrote John from St. Augustine, brothers, Osborne song, hilarious. And I thought you were saying, take this call. This call is hilarious. But he was talking about the song being hilarious. That's great. All right, good. Well, now I know what I'm going to be doing. Now I know what I'm going to be doing after uh, after work, which is in 15 seconds. Uh, hey, listen, thanks for everyone who joined us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, day one, day one of the Biden administration is down. It, like, it was 12. It was right about this time yesterday he took the oath of office. He's been president for 24 hours, which means we just have about like 26,000 more hours to go. We'll get the countdown up along with our upside upside down flag because we're all in distress. And we will keep you posted. As to what Joe Biden is doing, what he's not doing, what he's doing that you don't know about because nobody's allowed to ask him questions about it. Uh, we'll keep tabs on him. You just get, uh, keep tabs on us. And that way, and then, you know, we'll keep tabs on you. It'll be like, you watch my back, I watch yours. Tomorrow, Fake News Friday. Stay tuned, though, because we got traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh. It's all coming up next. See ya. This is 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. Live team coverage starts now. It is 11.58. I'm Jeremy Ratliff. And I'm Gina Gondek. And our top national story this hour, one year ago today, the first coronavirus case was confirmed in the U.S., and we almost set a record yesterday. The U.S. lost another 4,377 people to COVID-19 in the past day, the second highest single-day death toll of the pandemic. Hospitalizations at more than 122,000. Dr. Anthony Fauci, President Biden's top medical advisor on COVID-19, told the World Health Organization via video conference that the U.S. will remain a member of the WHO, revoking a pullout by the Trump administration. This, as Eli Lilly says, an unpublished study on almost 300 nurses nursing home residents finds that its monoclonal antibody treatment dramatically cuts the risk of developing symptomatic COVID-19. That's Fox's Tanya J. Powers reporting. Our top local story, the two city-run vaccination sites in Jacksonville will be open for one more day. Earlier this morning, Mayor Lenny Kerr. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. I voted for Trump, and I am not a terrorist. I, I'm sorry, absolutely you are. You are a terrorist, you're an insurrectionist, you're probably a white supremacist, you're all those things. That's what, that's what Joe Biden told us in his unity speech. Uh, yesterday. What's up, everybody? This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. All right. So almost one full day as president and Joe Biden has already cost the country hundreds of thousands of jobs with just I mean, he just he sat down as promised and he started signing those executive orders one after another. I mean, there was a stack. There was a stack of these things. Um, I mean, it was a mile high. It was a mile. You almost couldn't see the ceiling with all these executive orders, which apparently they've been they've been writing for the past several weeks. And Joe Biden, he had his little box of pens because, that, you know, every time you sign an executive order, you can't use the same pen. 
can't use the same pen twice. You use a pen one time, you sign the executive order, and then uh, and then you throw it away or you auction it off. This is another this is another big problem with the government. You know, everyone always talks about government waste and government can't you know always spends too much money. Every time he signs something, he signs it one time and then the pen's gone. I've been using the same pen here for three years, uh, and it's and you know it's been doing it's been doing pretty well. So I think that's one of the things we really need to look at going forward is the pen but the pen budget for the executive branch of the federal government. It just must be astronomical. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Let's a couple things about. And I'm not going to play back the inaugural speech um, because we already we had a special program last night. At six o'clock, uh, from six to seven, we had a one-hour show where we went over a lot of what happened yesterday. I know you've heard the speech. I know you've heard how disjointed it was. I know you've heard some people like Chris Wallace say it was the best inauguration speech he's ever heard, and that includes John F. Kennedy's iconic speech that included the line, "Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country." Apparently, uh, this one topped it. <laughs> this one, this one topped it. I don't know what I don't know what speech Chris Wallace was uh, was listening to, but uh, maybe not the same one. Maybe not the same one the rest was word. Bill Clinton uh, didn't really like this. He fell asleep. I don't know if you saw that, which was weird because, you know, you had J-Lo, you had Lady Gaga, you had Kamala Harris. I mean, I guess, I guess he's gotten to that age now where, where hot young women just don't and they, you just can't even stay awake anymore. I, usually he'd be ogling all the pop stars that were there. But uh, this time, this time, no, no can do. He couldn't even keep his eyes open uh, during the Joe Biden almost fell asleep during that speech, too. But he able he was able to make it. Uh, make it through anyway, a couple of things that you definitely need to know today that you may not hear um, anywhere else. You may not hear anywhere else. For example, <laughs> for those of you that thought now that Donald Trump was out of office and Joe Biden was in office. And not only that, but the Democrats had control of the House of Representatives and the Senate, all three branches of government. Well, except maybe except maybe the, the Supreme Court, although that one that's always a toss up, depending on which side of the bed um, John Roberts wakes up on. But for those of you that thought, well, these people finally have everything that they want. Clearly, they're going to be happy. Clearly, they're not going to they're not going to run through the streets, burning things and screaming and yelling and wreaking havoc and breaking store windows. If you thought that, I mean, I don't know why, because I've been telling you for years, I mean, I, ever since Bernie Sanders was one of the leading candidates, I said, look, the Bernie bros, they're not ever going to be happy. If Bernie Sanders wins the election, they're still going to be mad. If Joe Biden, if anyone uh, wins this election, they're still. This is what these people are like. They're just angry people. And even when they get what you think they want, they're still not happy. And we have so many examples of that after just one day, one day of the Biden presidency. Also today, we have a complete inaugural edition of the uh, of what the bleep. This is very good. We were, we were able to go back through the inauguration because there were lots of speeches. Uh, Kamala Harris got sworn in as well. She went to the Senate. We went we just combed through everything yesterday and we have an all inauguration edition of what the bleep, which I'm very excited about um, your chance to win a Marque show prize pack coming up. Yeah, second half. Second half of the show. Plus, you guys have been sending in open mic messages. Uh, you guys have been. We already have a ton of people on the on the call. So we're going to um, we're going to cover as much of this as we possibly can in the very little time that we're given, which is eh, until about noon, noon Eastern. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. If you're trying to get through eight five five seven six five one zero four five. If you're trying to get through. All right. So why don't we start with why don't we start with our old friends Antifa. 
who for months have been protesting and screaming and yelling. They've been attacking people and things and property. They've been yelling against the police. The federal courthouse in Portland was under a month-long siege. Donald Trump, you may have to remember, um, in the good old days when he was president, you know, yesterday morning, uh, he had to send federal troops to Portland to Portland to protect the federal uh, to the federal courthouse because it was under attack every single night. Well, now that Joe Biden's sworn in, now that the Democrats control everything, you would think that Antifa, it, it would be thrilled. They are not. Or if they are, they have a very strange way of showing it. Because last night, the night of the inauguration, Joe Biden's first night in the White House, here's what was going on in Seattle, Washington. Antifa banging on trash cans and drums and running through the streets and they're tossing the trash cans in the middle of the street which they do so that the police can't drive their cars and their SUVs down because there's trash cans everywhere they were they were trying they were shining lights in people's windows as they slept and they were trying to wake them up Out of your homes and into the streets, they're chanting at the top of their lungs and they're trying to get they're trying to wake people up um, because, you know, because because that's what they do. Uh, they were downtown. They oh, they broke the windows. They smashed the windows of the very first Starbucks coffee franchise in Seattle. It's one of the top tourist attractions in the city. It's one of the most liberal companies I mean, I can if you ask me what's the most liberal company in the world, I would say, well, probably Twitter. And then I would say Starbucks coffee. And they went and they didn't care, man. They just smashed those windows. They were they were burning. Get this. They were burning American flags. No shock there. They were also burning Biden Harris flags, which made threw me off a little bit. They had a big banner that said, we don't want Biden. We want revenge. And then they started chanting this. As they went through the street. Yeah, now that's tough to let me let me let me paraphrase that for you. They're chanting no cops, no prisons, no abolition. No cops, no prison. They're they're I'll be honest with you, their uh their grammar and their their vocabulary has really grown over the past couple of years. But that's what they're not happy. They're not happy that they got their way. They're not happy that Donald Trump's gone. They're not happy that the Republicans are out of office. They're not happy that the Democrats are in total control. They're not happy that the socialist agenda that we all thought they wanted, it can be pushed through now because AOC and Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris basically run the entire party and the government because Joe Biden doesn't. You'd think they'd be thrilled. Why are they burning Biden-Harris flags? Why are they burning American flags? Why are they smashing windows still? On that, you'd think they'd be lighting firecrackers and popping champagne corks and drink and singing for he's a jolly good fellow. Uh, well, they're not going to do that. They're never going to do that because these people don't like anything or anybody. It's not the leader of America that they hate. It's America that they hate. They will always look for negativity. You could take, pluck one of these people with a black thing around their face and all decked out in black with a brick in their hand ready to do destruction. You could pluck one of those people off the street, put them in the Oval Office and say, you're president now, and they would throw a brick at their own head and say, we hate the president even though it's me. They would not be happy even if you handed over the entire country to them. They hate all government. They hate all rules, regulations. They hate all authority. They don't want they just want chaos and anarchy. 
And you have to think to yourself again, well, listen, if they're not super liberals who are excited about Joe Biden and if they're not, you know, if they hated Donald Trump and now they hate the new guy, who are these people? Who are these people? Who is Antifa, really? Because it could be really confusing this morning as you're waking up and seeing these images from Seattle from last night. I mean, look, if you go to Antifa.com, it used to take you to the Joe Biden website, Joe Biden for president. But if you go to Antifa.com and you hit enter, it takes you right to the official WhiteHouse.gov page. So if you're wondering, who are these crazy people who are burning everything in the streets of Seattle, still smashing windows even though they got their way, still chanting about how they hate the police, how they hate uh, the prison system, how they don't want any government, how they're ungovernable. How they don't want Joe Biden, they just want revenge. If you're wondering who these people are, they're the same people who took the oath of office and took over our government yesterday. And I know that because when I go to their website, it redirects me to whitehouse.gov. It's interesting. It's an, I, don't, I don't understand it myself, but there it is. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your phone calls, some open mic messages. Uh, more of the Mark K Show on the way. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Marque Show, 855 uh, is our number on this, the first, the first full day of the Biden presidency. And yesterday, after his, I mean, after his really exhausting speech, and I'm not saying he was exhausted by it. I was I was exhausted by it. And after all the parades and this, that and the other and the back and forth, he went back to the Oval Office and he signed a stack, a large stack of of uh, executive orders. Guess what he's doing this morning at 830? He was right back into the Oval Office signing even more executive orders. And we'll tell you what all of those were um, here in just a minute. There's some big ones like, you know, he he um, he canceled the uh, he canceled the lease on the um, Keystone XL pipeline, which cost Canadians and Americans like tens of thousands of jobs. He also reentered the Paris Climate Accord, which is going to jack up your utility bill um, almost instantly. It'll raise your taxes and it's also going to put more Americans uh, out of work. Remember all that? Remember all that no fracking thing? That's probably going to be that's going to be the next thing on his hit list. He's really big into the uh, into environmental protections. We always we wondered. We were like, what's the first thing he's going to do? Is he going to try to open up the border? Is he going to take away all of our guns right off the bat? Or is it the climate stuff? And it looks to me like he's leaning heavily or his staff is pushing him heavily toward all the climate stuff. And that's what we've seen with the first few uh, bills or executive orders that he signed. Also today, apparently, there's a lot of action to be taken on COVID-19 and uh, and restrictions and things like that. Adam in Jacksonville. Adam, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you doing, sir? Oh, great, Mark. How are you, man? I'm really good, man. What's up? Well, what do you want to say today? Uh, love the show. I just wanted to, uh, to chime in on the uh, debate, uh, or so to speak. It doesn't seem to be a debate anymore yeah. uh, about the masks. Um, you know, everybody's mask shaming and telling you how horrible it is if you're not wearing your mask and so on. You know, as a person that's that's out in the service field and around all the time, uh, you know, it, it gets pretty old. Yeah. So what happened to the debate? We don't speak about uh, why, you know, what the purpose is. Nobody mentions, uh, you know, how often you would touch your face, say, during the day if you're wearing a mask versus not. 
you know, you see kids on the playground playing with each other's suckers or bubble gum or whatever, and then they touch their face, and you're <laughs> right. at the gym and so on. Hey, but, don't don't know, touch it, my it, sucker, it, kid. <laughs> no. Yeah, some, I some would argue. Yeah. Yeah, some would argue that it would make situations worse when we're told to wear the mask. You know, so, you know, of course, they just say science, 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 but there's never any real proof. Why are we told that? And yet we see numbers go up and, and you know, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but it's somewhere in the rounds of 60 percent of people that right. come you down would, with COVID you would claim think, that they wore their masks. You would think that with all the masks out there, this thing wouldn't be an issue anymore. You would think that we would go back and say, all right, so we're making everybody wear masks, but we're still I mean, he they talk about how there's there were the most deaths ever, 400,000 cases, right. uh, you know, the day that it, Donald it, Trump left office. But we've all been we've all been told to wear masks since what it was it July when they started mandating you can't wear yes. you can't walk into a store and they were shaming Bruce Willis the other day because he went into a Rite Aid without a mask on. Exactly. Yet these numbers can continue to rise. Any sane person, you're right, would say, hey, maybe it, maybe that's not the thing. Maybe there's something else we need to do. What happened to washing hands? Remember when everyone was making washing hands videos and they were like, you got to wash your hands for two minutes. What happened to all that? Well, everyone was making homemade hand sanitizer. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But I know that a lot of this comes down to optics. And Joe Biden's biggest qualm, his biggest qualm was that President Trump never wore a mask. Uh, never told people to wear masks. He only wore masks when he went to the to visit people in the hospital. And he wanted to make that one of his mandates. And he did. He signed an executive order yesterday mandating that on federal property, uh, you have to wear a mask. Now, that's the only place he can mandate wearing a mask because it's the federal government. He can't he can't tell businesses or or states or or, your, you know, in your private home, he can't make you wear or not wear anything at all. If you want to wear walk around with a naked face, that's totally your that's totally your opinion. But uh, the, it's all about optics. There's nothing there's nothing that Joe Biden can actually do to do that, that's different than what Donald Trump was doing. He could promise you all. I mean, look. Here's the thing. He's the used car salesman. He was out there saying Donald Trump is bad. Here's why my car is much better. My car is going to mandate that people wear masks. My car is going to uh, make sure that we we get rid of this virus faster. My car is going to do this, that and the other. Then you get in it and you realize this car has four wheels and a steering wheel just like the rest of them. Only the radio only gets four channels and uh, and the seatbelts only go around your waist because it's an older car. You know, that's what people are starting to realize. Do you know? That Joe Biden's staff yesterday released information to the media that they would not be able, they would not be able to jump into all of the legislative promises Joe Biden made for his first 100 days. And they realized yesterday, wow, everything we said we were going to accomplish in the first 100 days, we are now not going to accomplish. It with the first within hours. Hours of taking office, they said we have to put a bunch of stuff on the back burner. Do you know why? Because they said this place was left to us in worse shape than than we even realized. We knew we knew it was bad, but we've called agencies. We've called meetings. We've tried to set up, uh, you know, conferences. And we realized that people that used to work here and agencies that used to be set up a certain way now are totally in a shambles. People have been, have been laid off. They've been fired. They're gone because Donald Trump downsized the government and they don't, they don't know how to they don't know how to run. In, a, in an efficient system. So what they're, they're doing now is they're blaming Donald Trump for making government more efficient. And now because of that, they're not going to be able to do their agenda. So they said the first part of our first 100 days, we've got to make the government inefficient again. And once the government is is overblown and beefed up and there's too many people doing the same job, once we get back to that, uh, you know, a concept we're familiar with, 
then we can jump into our legislative agenda. So if we're late on these things, blame Donald Trump. 855-765-1045. More proof, by the way, that these people will never be happy. We've got that coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned to the Marque Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Yeah, so yesterday, Joe Biden got right to work. Right to work. Day one, he promised he would sign all these executive orders. And day one, he sat down and he started signing executive orders. And we got to see, well, at least three of them. Here's the third one he signed. Let me hit the button so you can you can hear it. I'm going to sign you, and that's what I'm going to do while you're all here. There's media in there, by the way. Is uh, the commitment I made that we're going to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord uh, as, of, uh, as of today. Thank you. All right, so then he signs it, and he says we're, we're rejoining the Paris Climate Accord as of today. So that's all cool, and that's all exciting. Then something happens that I really want you to pay attention to. Listen to, listen to what happens next. Mr. President, what, what did you President Trump write to you? You guys, go, please go. The President on, uh, wrote a very generous letter. Although it's because it was private, I will uh, not talk about it until I talk to him. But uh, it was generous. All right, so he says, he gets a question from the press people that are in there, the little mini gallery, and they ask him, they say, what did the president say to you in the letter that he left? Because we all heard that, keeping with tradition, uh, President Donald Trump left Joe Biden a note as the incoming president. He said, look, it was very generous. I'm not going to discuss it with you uh, until I discuss it with him. That was one question. That was the one question he got. That was the one question he was allowed to answer. And then listen to what happened next. Come on, you guys, let's go. Come on, you guys, let's go. Press, let's go. Come on, you guys, let's go. Let's go. Come on, you had one question. It was a softball. Let's go. And that was it. He was he was ushered out and there were no more questions. There were no there were there was no screaming and yelling. Um, there was no rudeness. There was no Jim Acosta, uh, you know, fighting him tooth and nail. There were no uh, reporters trying to cut their teeth by embarrassing the president on his first day in office and asking him hard hitting questions like, uh, are you going to pardon your son, Hunter Biden? Nothing like that happened. Not at all. In fact, they only got one question and then they were loudly ushered out. This is how it's going to be. It's going to be Joe Biden signing executive orders and not having to answer for them. It's going to be Joe Biden who wants to unify the country, uh, basically, basically acting unilaterally for four years and never having to answer a gosh darn thing. He's going to sign a piece of paper and it's going to go away. And if someone ever asks him about it, some loud intern in the corner is going to go, OK, guys, let's go. Press. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. And push them right out of the room. And Joe Biden's going to put his mask on and go to sleep. And that's what we're that's what we're in for for the next uh, four years of the Biden administration. Everything will be cloaked in secrecy. 855-765-1045 is number 855-765-1045 is our now. Let's get it to Timothy in Tennessee. Hi, Timothy. How you doing? Thanks for calling the Marque Show. How you doing, Mark? Hey, I'll tell you one thing. I love your show. I love the truth that spoke on it. And I want to say right now when uh, they need to file impeachment for Joe Biden, because uh, he is uh, he's already abusing his power. Yeah. Well, they are uh, filing uh, articles of impeachment today. In fact, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, you may remember, said that on January 21st, which is, uh, let's see, yep, today, she will file in the House of Representatives articles of impeachment for, for Joe Biden's involvement with China, with Hunter Biden, with the Ukraine, with Burisma, all that. Now, again, she's a Republican in a Democrat-controlled House of Representatives. 
and she has little to no say as to what even makes it to the floor, what legislation is passed, and if articles of impeachment will even be will even be entertained. But she said it's her right and her civic duty to do it, even though she knows it's going to go nowhere. And look, Nancy Pelosi did it twice against Donald Trump. She brought up articles of impeachment, and they went nowhere. And she knew full well they were going to go nowhere. So now it's uh, now it's the Republicans' turn. But that's going to happen today. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is David in Fernandina Beach. How are you doing, David? Hi, Mark. Doing well. Oh, good. Uh, here's, the, here's the deal. I don't consider myself conservative. I consider myself somewhat libertarian, and mm-hmm. it is within this libertarianism that comes my belief that men and women and any other gender or non-gender identity have equal right to cry and should not be shamed for it. I'm talking about the remarks you made about uh, Joe Biden crying and about women saying they like sensitive men who can cry until they actually see the man crying and then they realize they don't. Well, I have to disagree with uh, with you on that notion. Okay. There are definitely women out there who have no problem whatsoever with men crying. Right. We should not we should not generalize all women or all men for that matter as feeling this way or that way about a certain issue just because we may know a few who have arrived at one certain opinion. Sure. Uh, David, I pre- listen, I appreciate you seem very concerned. Uh, I appreciate you calling in and letting me know. Listen, I did say it's fine if you want to cry. Um, you know, if you're a man and there's something that touches you, your heart, it touches you if your daughter's getting married. But if you're the president of the United States of America, uh, we need to we need to put forth some kind of international image of strength. And I disagree with you. I don't think that that's an appropriate moment for um for Joe Biden to to cry. I think he needs to, especially in this moment, when people think that our republic is in peril, when they think that we are waging war from within or there's a war waging from within uh, from white supremacists at the the leaders of the other countries who may wish ill on the United States of America should see someone strong is in charge. And if Joe Biden's weeping, weeping because he has to leave Delaware for a little while, I mean, Delaware is not even that far. It's not like he's going across the country. It's a 30-minute helicopter ride from Delaware to Washington, D.C. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'll be, yeah, fine. Men can cry, great. Women may like men who cry. Uh, women may not. We, we asked Hannah. Hannah's a woman. Hannah, you're a woman, right? I'm a woman. Again, I'm not trying to gender specify you, but you, your, your pronouns are her, what is she? I've never had to, like, say that, but yes. Okay, great. So, <laughs> as a woman, do you generally think it's great when a man cries, or do you feel that when you see a man cry, it's a totally different story? No, it makes me uncomfortable, and it, it makes me uncomfortable when women cry, too, but yeah. a little less. Like, when a man cries, I don't know how to comfort them, and also, like, it sounds mean, but it makes me see them, see them as a little weaker. Uh, that was just my, that was my point. Yeah, that was my point. And I wasn't just trying to be mean. I'm, this is what I've learned from women that I thank you. And I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Have you have you ever made a man cry? Yeah. What you did make a man cry. I mean, it's happened. I'm, <laughs> I was, I've, 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 I've been raised to be a very strong woman. Yeah. How, how many men have you made cry? I don't know. Probably like over five. Over five? Yeah. At the same time or no, at various no, different? No, no, no. Various different times. Oh, my God. Over five men have cried because it's of... Not on per- I'm not proud of that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 855-765-1045. I'm learning a lot. Hey, thanks so much for the call, David. We appreciate it. Uh, also, I don't know what that has to do with being a libertarian, but whatever. Uh, let's go to... <laughs> let's go to... Uh, where should we go to? Oh, let's go to a Dom in West Virginia. Hey, Dom. How you doing? Yeah, hi, how y'all doing? Oh, doing good. What's up, man? What do you want to say, Dom? I was just wondering. I'd heard the rumor that Biden took a private jet 
to D.C. instead of being allowed to take the official government travel. He took a private jet? Yeah. I hadn't heard that, but I know Donald Trump was using Air Force One because until the, you know, until he was in Washington, D.C., Donald Trump was the president. Um, so, you know, I mean, look, Joe Biden was a was a was a private citizen until 12 o'clock or really 1150 because they jumped the gun. They went in early like they couldn't they can't even tell time these people. So we're really we're really in a lot of in a lot of trouble. But it was um, it wasn't until he took the oath of office that he got all the bells and whistles that come with being the president of the United States. And I know that Air Force One was on the way to West Palm Beach. So maybe that's why or maybe his Chinese buddies were like, hey, look, we'll fly into to D.C. in style. And so they, they chartered him or maybe he just chartered it himself because he's got all that money um, from somewhere, supposedly. 855-765-1045. Quick break. When we get back, I want to play you this. I want to play you this Macklemore song that came out yesterday for a couple of reasons. It illustrates a point about Antifa and about the, the radical socialists never being happy. And also it shows and that libertarian guy is going to probably hate me for this. But it shows how uh, liberals and Democrats, they they're a little I just feel they're a little more spineless than other people. 855-765-1045. Quick break. That's coming up. Stay tuned. Biden, we're already doing that. We're in a mask, separating six feet, social distancing. We're already doing it, dummy. <laughs> uh, that's President Dummy, sir. Uh, 855-765-1045. So, I mean, it. There's. it's interesting. Yes, there's a lot of things that Joe Biden is undoing immediately, even though they were pretty good. I mean, they were, they were pretty good for the United States. Removing us from the Paris Climate Accord, that was pretty good. That was that was something that, um, you know, a lot of people questioned. Well, not people in government, but a lot of people questioned at the time. And I think by by the people that questioned it, we realized it was maybe a good thing to do. Canceling the XL or the Keystone XL pipeline, that's just bad for everybody. I mean, that, there's nothing, there's no benefit. The Canadians want it. The Americans want it. The unions want it. The workers want it. Uh, the only people that don't want that to happen are crazy environmentalists who believe it'll somehow destroy ecosystems and the uh, the Middle Eastern terrorists who run the oil industries and the oil fields. So it's, it's weird that Joe Biden would look at something like that and say, well, do I want to make our neighbors to the north Canada happy and all the Americans who are going to get jobs in the middle of a pandemic? And, well, you know, also my union buddies who, who did whatever they needed to do to get make sure I was elected. Do I want to make them happy uh, or do I want to make people who've sworn to destroy the United States and wipe Americans off the face of the earth um, anywhere that they may be. And also our buddies in Israel, do I want to make them happy? And he opted for the latter. I don't I don't pretend to understand what Joe Biden is doing or thinking. For example, these other executive orders, we know about the Paris Climate Accord. That was a, that was a well-publicized executive order. Uh, we know we also heard about the XL pipeline. That was a very widely spread executive order. We heard that he was going to make the mask mandate on federal property. He did that. But here's and I, this is all secondhand. So this take don't take this as gospel because this may or may not be true. But I've I've gotten some information about some of the other executive orders because there's so many of them. These are some of the lesser known executive orders that Joe Biden signed yesterday as well. In fact, I hear the very first time uh, somebody said, what is your first executive order? As president, Joe Biden said, I'll have the fish and chips. You have to turn on your microphone because I can't hear you. Sorry, I was laughing. Yeah. 
I was his, his first yeah, executive order. Gonna, okay. I'll, I'll have the fish and chips. Uh, I heard there was a second executive order that he signed that said all documents in the National Archives shall now be referred to as, you know, the thing. <laughs> Which will just bring me, you know, the thing from the nail. Uh-huh. Uh, 1.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. every day shall be designated National Nappy Time. It was an executive order that he signed uh, yesterday. Uh, another one of the multiple executive orders. I don't know if he signed this one or if he's planning on signing it, but he will order the Navy to paint all of their ship's Navy or else change their name to gray because it's totally confusing. <laughs> you get a U.S. Navy better be named or change it to gray. Okay. Uh, anyone charged with committing perjury will have to stand in, on the corner during rush hour wearing a sandwich board that says, I'm a lion dog face pony soldier. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. Yeah. Uh, he signed an executive order yesterday declaring his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, an actual doctor. So now she'll be forced to give him a sponge bath. Mm, that one I didn't like. <laughs> For many reasons. For many reasons. Uh, he signed an executive order changing the term commander in chief to the big guy. I'm the big guy. <laughs> Salute the big guy. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, one that I heard was uh, he originally he made now he finally they remedied this. But he originally wanted to return the United States to the Paris Climate Accord. Mm-hmm. But he accidentally returned the United States uh, to the British. <laughs> so we had, <laughs> we had to get some white out real quick. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I just gave us back to the to the British Crown. 855-765-1045. Christine's in Ohio, and she knows why Joe Biden was on a private jet. Hi, Christine. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, good. What do you want to say, uh, Christine? What, why was Joe Biden on a private jet? Because the military doesn't recognize him as president. Right. So he couldn't fly. Yeah, and, that's what I thought, too. I thought I thought originally he was supposed to take the train because he likes he likes trains more than anything else. Um, you know, he's, he's like a big, well, except for the Trump train. That's the only train he doesn't like. But he's a, he's a big train guy. I heard he was going to take the Amtrak. Um, and then I don't know, I don't know why he didn't. Uh, but, you know, we'll, uh, he flew instead. 855-765-1045. This is James in Jacksonville. How you doing, James? I'm doing great. How you doing? Oh, good, man. What's up? What'd you want to say, sir? You know, over the last five, six months, I've been listening to the news, MSNBC, CNN, just to get the other side's opinions and things like that. But the one thing that I I can't stand is the disrespect they have um, for our president. And whether it's Trump, whether it was Obama, it's just the the verbiage they use. I mean, it's just total disrespect. I'm 50-something years old, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't grow up like that. Mm. I grew up when the president was the president, and you respected him, and you didn't call him names. And now with Joe Biden as the president, I think our country is, is so divided because you hear so much in the news that is just so disrespectful. Have you heard – I'm sorry, you've heard disrespectful things being said about Joe Biden? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, come on. Like, what, what, what news are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, people in power as the president, whether you're, you're Francis – or, or Europe, or whatever the case might be, they're, they're your leaders, mm. and you might disagree with them, and you can and you can be in disagreements with them, but it's just the verbiage they use, the disrespect. And, and I'll be honest with you, I have children, and I don't want them to listen to that. I, I wouldn't want them to disrespect their teachers because they disagree with them. 
I wouldn't want to disagree with, you know, they disagree with their professors. I wouldn't want them to call them the kind of names that they call Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, no, and, we, and, I, and I agree with you on that. You should call President Trump President Trump. You should call President Trump President Biden. But if they're doing something that you think is bad for you and your family in America, you should definitely call them out on that. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back.